From the intuitive business coaching of Nancy O'Keefe comes business success with human design. Join us every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. to talk about how business owners are using their human design to create a business that aligns with their life's work, how they're wired to operate, and how they're here to serve so they can return to the joy of running a business that feeds their soul. There isn't one right way to conduct business, but there is one right way for you. Nancy has helped hundreds of business owners redefine success their way. Welcome. I'm Nancy O'Keefe of Business Success with Human Design on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network. And we're here every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern. You can listen online, on your mobile device, in your car, or ask Alexa to play it. Dream Vision 7 Radio. To learn more or for a full schedule, go to DreamVision7Radio.com. Dream Vision 7 Radio Network is the media partner for Omega Institute. I'm very excited today to introduce my guest, Robin Wynn. Robin is a writer, a speaker, a transformational coach, a founder and director of a human design certification training program for professionals. She's also a best-selling author of three books about human design, Understanding Your Clients Through Human Design, The Breakthrough Technology, Understanding the Centers in Human Design, The Facilitator's Guide to Transforming Pain into Possibility, and Understanding the Profiles in Human Design, The Facilitator's Guide to Unleashing Potential. Robin is a, was a marriage and family therapist Now she's a human design coach and trainer. She trains coaches, therapists, and healers to use human design to enhance their results with clients. And she lives on Maui with her wife, Yarrow. And I understand we don't have to be too jealous today because Robin's getting some pretty good rain there on Maui today, aren't you? (laughs) That's right. We're having a bit of a storm. Well, Robin, welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. Robin is a colleague and a friend, and um, you know she knows a lot about using human design in business, and we're going to just pick her brain on the show today and have a great conversation about how we can do that. Thank you, Nancy. I, I have such great respect for you and the work you do and the work you're bringing and the transformation you're bringing, and I'm really excited about our conversation today. Great. Me too. And we don't usually have any trouble talking about human design. So without further ado, (laughs) let's get started. So, Robin, we've talked so many times about the fact that the world is kind of a mess right now. And people seem to be angry and stressed and confused and really searching for answers mostly outside of themselves. Our systems seem to be breaking down everything from education to medical to political, you name it. We've, we've got kind of troubles everywhere, don't we? It's, it's a, we're in a, one of those chaotic um, places where, where the structure is breaking down in order to come to the next highest level of coherence. So we're, we're going into that chaos and chaos theory I think, I believe, for this next level that we're headed towards. Right. I mean, we're in an evolutionary void right now where everything is kind of breaking down to make space for new things. 
and you and I um, both both know that uh, human design is just such the right tool at this juncture to help us understand ourselves and get a handle on ourselves so that we can evolve and move into a new era. And I, I love the, um, the phrase, you, I wrote this down when we talked last time, uh, you talked about how we've moved from manual to automated systems, from typewriters to computers, but we haven't updated the people systems that we have. And human design, we know, is that upgrade to our people systems. That's right. So what, yeah, it's, tell it's us how, quite profound, how you... quite actually. Yeah, it's like, I, I see human design as, in, in Tibetan Buddhism, they call it a terma. Like, it's a, it's a gift for our times. It's wa- it was waiting for this time to come forward. It's the medicine for our time. It's the, it's the, um, it's the insight we need and the tool we need to turn. We've given all our power away externally. That's why we're so miserable. We le- left our own internal power. Human design is really a shift back to recognizing who we are and taking our own authority, which is, by nature, at first, a threat to the tribal norms, right? Because we're saying, wait a second, this isn't right. Wait a second, what do I want? Wait a second, let me check in with myself to see what's true for me. And that is a shake-up, a necessary shake-up of this, the rules and regulations and the belief systems we've been ensconced into and bought into so that we can have that that new awakening, really. Yeah, because um, the whole tribal thing and being, um, you know, included, being a part of something, fitting in, those roots go deep. Um, back in the day, if you didn't have a tribe, maybe you didn't eat or you didn't have protection from wild animals or other tribes. So the need to be included and to fit in and to be accepted was huge. And that's uh, a life bond. Life and death, right? Yes, life and death. Yeah, life life and, and, and death, exactly. And that's a bond that's going to be, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of difficulty changing that thinking. Um, most of us live under a cloud of shoulds and have tos. Uh, if we think about it, we're conditioned, is what we call it in human design, uh, we're conditioned by just about everything. Our parents start conditioning us about how to behave and what to think and do. And then we go to school and we are conditioned. And not all conditioning is bad. I'm not saying that. But it does take us further and further away from who we truly are and how we want to express our highest self. And, you know, it goes right through to TV commercials that tell us what cleaning products to use and, you know, what to wear and how to look and how to do makeup and all of that. And we live under this shroud of shoulds and have tos because of all this conditioning and trying to break free from that and be more of an individual thinker is going to be a challenge for some people, isn't it? Well, yeah, and you know, one thing I love about your work, I just want to slip this in, um, you know, when when we live by the shoulds, it, it, it makes our world smaller, it boxes us in, it doesn't give us a broader perspective for new solutions. So, for example, when you started your company to help people work, you know, with their schedules in a way that they could um, stay home with their kids when they need to, you you provided a a world of flexibility 
that really was oriented to people's lives working for them as they worked rather than they were slaves to their work. You, you shifted the paradigm. And, and that's what happens, but it, but it is against the system. There's new possibilities can come forth when we step out of those shoulds and look again. Exactly. And when I did that, I started that company in 2001. And um, I went to a, a conference one time, and my sales guy says, uh, we should go to this session because it's about – working at home in remote workforce. And I said, okay, great, yeah. So we go and we're up there and they're on the stage talking about how they have one or two people that work at home. And I looked at him and I said, we, we need to be up on that stage because everybody in our organization, all 50-something of them, worked at home. And, you know, that was unheard of in those days. Of course, now uh, more and more people do that, and, but it really took a pandemic to make it okay and to make it happen. And even after the pandemic, there are a number of pretty good-sized companies who are reverting back to going into the office because they have difficulty basically managing people when they're not in front of them, which is a different problem. But, um, yeah, it's, there, there's so many other possibilities out there. But all those shoulds and have-tos really do limit our ability to see the potentials. And, you know, human design can open up your personal potentials, and that's really a good place to start, isn't it? It is because a lot of times when people get their their chart reflected back to them for the first time, it's like they see themselves with fresh eyes. They see who they know they are, but they haven't been allowed to be. It, it, it something, there's a resonance, there's a, there's a like, oh, yeah. That's why I am this way. Oh, I can embrace it rather than denigrate myself for it. So some of those shoulds that keep us in little boxes get loosened up a a little bit and we get to look again. And basically, it's not even reinvent ourselves, but come, come closer to who we truly are. Exactly. It is so validating for people when I do readings. It's, there's really not any new information, if I can put it that way, but there's a remembrance, there's um, a validation, there's a relaxing into, you know, I see people literally, their shoulders start to relax uh, as I'm watching them during the reading on Zoom, and they're, they're just like, yeah, oh, it feels so good to hear that this is who I am, and, you know, I've been struggling to be something I'm not, and now I don't have to do that anymore. I love that analogy of human design, like a, a giant puzzle, and each one of us is a piece of that puzzle, and there's no hierarchy, and each person's puzzle piece is needed, the light of that person, and if you're trying to live somebody else's puzzle piece, which is what we're talking about with all these shoulds, you suffer, and the world loses out on what you have to bring, so it exactly. really matters. What we're talking about really matters. This is not, not light stuff. This is like deep dharmic like who are you here to be can you let your light shine for the benefit of all beings and if ever we needed that now is the time and and it and that's why human design is here right to remind us of that all exactly because it was only gifted to humankind in 1987 which is not that long ago (laughs) even though it's based on some very ancient systems but 
Right. It's new and it's ancient all at the same time. Mm. It's for our times. It's, it's designed for our time. It's and incredible. It's the medicine of our time, yeah. So why don't we start by, um, we're going to talk a lot today about how we can use this in our businesses. But first, you need to understand yourself before you can, uh, and that gives you a frame of reference within human design so you can recognize different types in others. So why don't we start by just quickly going over the five energy types so that people get a, you know, sort of a sense of what they are and how we're going to use those uh, with our clients. So before we say that, I'm just going to jump in with a story, if that's okay. Uh, sure. To, to say, you know, there are five different types. There's five different pi- kinds of puzzle pieces. And, and each, each type has a different um, job, you could say almost, or, or, or way of operating. And I, I'll use m- my wife and myself as an example. So... I am a gener- what's called a generator along with se- basically 70% of us have this generator quality. So the big, the big major puzzle, if you think of a sky that takes up you know, most of the puzzle, um, have this energy of having a defined motor, having a motor that says, let's go, uh, looking to find the right work. They're, I think of them like, um, like working dogs who, like, get energy from tasks, from, you know, learning something, from doing something. They actually are energized. They need to be out running. They need, they need their exercise. They need to be uh, doing in the world. It's gratifying. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's to say my wife is a different type. <laughs> She's what's called a projector, and they do not have that motor. So three types don't have that motor, two types do. And she is here to be a wise guide in humanity. She's here to tap into what feels really good to her and do that. And before we came to human design, we had a dynamic. We, you know, I was a therapist. She was a body worker. We, we did a lot of therapy. We had a lot of good communication. But we had this one place we couldn't reconcile which we didn't understand, right? I thought she was lazy, and she thought I was a workaholic. (laughs) And we just, (laughs) right? Perfect, right? Mm -hmm. Perfect scenario. I think of projectors more like cats, and I said, you know, (laughs) um, generators, manifesting generators are more like working dogs. And so we just kept coming up against this difference of energy needs, energy levels, um, how we navigated the world. When we came to human design, it was like the light turned on and, oh, my gosh, we have different operating systems. We function really differently in the world. From that place, we could begin to respect each other and be curious about each other's systems rather than judge and try to change, which I think is the key point in all of this when we understand each other we can support and respect one another rather than judge and try to change, either ourselves or one another. Absolutely. So. And we're going um, we, to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll go over all five of the types because this is huge in working with your clients as well. So we'll be right back. 
Are you struggling to build an abundant and sustainable business you love? Discover the three keys to unlock your business success with human design. Get aligned with your life purpose and your life's work. Get in the flow of success. Nancy O'Keefe, certified human design specialist, intuitive business coach, helps women peel back the layers of how they've been told to do business so they can build an abundant business that feeds their soul. Nancy knows firsthand that energetic alignment is key to success. She divinely designed her life and went from receptionist to company VP and on to founder CEO of her own multi-seven-figure firm. Nancy's been coaching business owners for over 25 years to find their personal formula for success. Download your free report at nancyokeefecoaching.com. Can't seem to get in the flow of consistent clients and consistent income? People do business with people they know, like, and trust. How can clients know, like, and trust you if you're not showing up authentically? Discover your unique human design and attract the clients you were meant to serve. Nancy O'Keefe, Certified Human Design Specialist, Intuitive Business Coach, helps women peel back the layers of who they've been taught to be to reveal who they truly are so they can build an abundant business that feeds their soul. Nancy has been coaching business owners for over 25 years and is passionate about helping them to understand their divine design and their personal formula for success. Book your human design reading today at nancyokeefecoaching.com. Ever notice how your brain automatically focuses on what's wrong in your life? Ever wonder why you find yourself telling the same old story about yourself over and over again? Tune into this high-energy show with author and mindset coach Carrie Rowan to find out how to retrain your brain to look for the good every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Carrie uses powerful storytelling, easy-to-use tools, and inspiring guests to exemplify how a simple shift in perspective can bring miraculous results. Join Carrie on a journey into your own transformation that will leave you feeling inspired, empowered, and ready to find the good every day of your life. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back. You're listening to Business Success with Human Design, and I'm your host, Nancy O'Keefe. I'm here with Robin Wynn, and we're talking about the human design energy types and how you can use human design to enhance the work you do with your clients. So, Robin, we were talking about um, your personal situation, your relationship with your wife, and how just understanding your type and her type helped you really kind of cross over an area that was a little bumpy in your relationship. I had a similar experience in my relationship when I learned about human design. I am a generator like you, and my boyfriend is a manifesting generator. He's one of the speediest types on the planet. And I always felt like he was rushing me. Anytime we got ready to go out, he'd have his hat, coat on, and be in the car, and I'm still putting on my lipstick, you know. And this was a sore point in our relationship. And once I recognized that that was the issue, it was, you know, we stopped bickering about it. And I just said, you know, if he wants to sit in the car, fine. I have to just take my time and do my thing. And it never bothered him that it took me a long time. It just was one of these energetic crashing dynamics between the two of us and the other thing that I noticed is that he would um, he's like a, a rock in a pond it ripples out so when he comes down the hall toward my office 
there's that ripple effect. I feel his energy, and it disrupts me. And I can um, lose my train of thought, even if he doesn't say anything. So understanding that dynamic, and this is why it's so important for people to recognize what the five types are and to understand how they recognize and and maybe be able to guess at what people's types are and and work in a way that is um, enhancing their relationship and not creating difficulties in it. So let's um, cover the five types. So we'll start with the manifester. Tell us about the manifester. Yeah, so the manifester makes up roughly eight... Eight, eight or nine percent of society, um, they, like I said, they don't have that motor that the generators and manifesting generators have. So that means they don't have sustainable energy. Anyone with what we call an open sacral doesn't have sustainable energy. Again, there's no hierarchy. It's just they have a different job. They're here to impact. They're here to get things moving. They're here to push things along and then step back and let the generator energy come in and carry out the project. Manifestors, um, they're generally, there's two ways to think of them. They have a big energy. So when they come into a room, like the manifesting generator aspect of your boyfriend, when the manifestor comes into the room, everybody feels it. People have different responses to that. If you're uh, working with a client who's a manifestor, you know, you may feel them overwhelming you, for instance. They, their big energy might overwhelm you. They are the... And, the, and they don't like ahead. to be told what to do either. So when you're working as a coach or a therapist with them as a client, that can be a challenge sometimes. That can be a challenge. On the other side... You know, they may have not been allowed to be their manifest self. They're some of the hardest, uh, it's the most, can be the most challenging type to parent because they don't like to be told what to do and they think that they should be in charge, which they should, but they have to grow into that and learn into that. So a lot of times I think of them as wild horses that have been broken and they've lost their voice, they've lost their power, and your job as their coach or therapist is to call them back to step into their full power, their full voice, to give them an arena to have an impact, because that is where they thrive. And that Mm -hmm. is the light they're bringing, and they need to bring. Now, to do that, their strategy, what they've got to learn is to inform people, to let people know what they're going to do, because people don't like being impacted necessarily, right? We don't like that big energy, but if we know it's coming, we can work with it and use it in a different way. Mm. Yeah, they have that creative flow in their brain that really almost doesn't have any language around it. And it operates in a way that they're very comfortable with, but they can surprise the people that are around them because no one really knows what they're thinking or planning. Exactly. Yeah, so when you're, when you're coaching a manifester, you want to make sure to give them enough time to verbalize what they're trying to verbalize and not break in on them because otherwise you stop that creative flow that you're speaking to and they lose their, their momentum. And the result of that can sometimes show up as anger. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is that. Yeah. 
but they are powerful and and we need to learn to respect and honor and support them in their power and not feel like it's a power over us not feel dominated by it but support that power and they really are the only uh, type with true initiating energy exactly Exactly. so if we didn't have the manifestors we might never get out of the starting gate right and you know every every type has its strength and its challenge and one of the challenge for the manifestor they can be a bull in a china shop they they can have a challenge of of knowing how to act when to act who to impact you know that that can be one of their big challenges how do they use their big power skillfully mhm all right so we talked a little bit about the generators um what else do we need to say about the generators? Well, the generators are in a dance with life. They're here to respond. You know, a lot of us, most of us, all of us, are conditioned to go up to our head and come up with ideas and act on our ideas. But really, that's not the case for any of the types. That's not the, the strategy. And for the generators, it's to come down to this, what we, I keep calling a motor, to this inner GPS, this yes-no and respond to what they have a yes to. We say the world is so messed up right now because so many generators are doing things they have a no for. So it's, yeah. a, it's a aligning yourself with your truth of your yeses and being willing to stand in that and let that be your guidance. And the, the trick is it can't really be something that you think of in your own head. It has to be something that comes from the outside. It has to be exactly. something from the outer world that you can respond to. And a lot of the generators that I coach get a little frustrated because, as you said, we're all taught to just get out there and do it, um, the just do it, you know, work ethic. But, in fact, we need to coax something, ask questions, or do something to give us something to respond to. And all we can do while we're waiting to respond is prepare, prepare to respond. So it's not about sitting around twiddling your thumbs, but it also is not about jumping out there and initiating something because you really don't have the energy for that. One way I like to think about it in this dance analogy is we, we're in a dance with the universe. The universe is actually leading us. We, we are here to follow, to respond. Whether it's you see a billboard, whether you, like for me, I saw a, a license plate trying to figure out which which internship I should take. And I saw a license plate with WTC, which was the name of one of the internships, right when I was thinking about which internship should I take. And there is the there is the universe answer right there. I have a gut response. Oh, well, of course, that's the one. So it's to be awake yeah. to what the universe, the cues our dancer is giving us of where to move next. It's like being aware, being awake to what's going on around us that's speaking to us and guiding us. And that's so hard to do in our society, isn't it? Because we move too fast. We, we are so quick to do things that we miss a lot of the clues. Uh, we're just not paying attention. We're not, they just go by us and we don't even see them. I love that. You said that because it's a kind of a, <clears throat> a numbness that we've become acclimated to. Like our exquisite awareness, we've dumbed down with, you know, stimulation, for one, and just not 
not turning on the light of our awareness, not standing mm-hmm. in our awareness. And the third type is also a generator, um, the manifesting generator, like my boyfriend. Um, they are really generators at heart, uh, and really speed is the primary difference between the two types of generators, right? Speed and because they have that motor to the throat, the capacity to be heard, right? And they empower anybody who is in their vicinity to have their voice be heard. So they, they bring a motor to the throat, which is in human design, if it were a game, that would, you would win the game by having a motor to your throat. A capacity to articulate and speak your desires or just speak and be heard, which is, is huge in our culture. Very huge, yes. Now you talked about yes. the projector. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Um, energy is so important. Only 20% of the population roughly is a projector, but we need them to help and guide and help us heal our energy, don't we? We do. Projectors are, I think, deeply understood in our culture. And <clears throat> excuse me, most projectors are trying to act like generators. So mm-hmm. it's a tricky thing when you're looking around and seeing who's what because some projectors are taking in the energy of the people around them and can do more than anybody else, but, but they don't have sustainable energy, so they, they can be easily depleted. Uh, but, yeah, the projectors, they are they're here to show us and guide us. They're here to follow their pleasure and... They're exquisite. I think of them like orchids. They're exquisite. But you can't get the, the, the light of a, a projector until you recognize them, until you see them. So they have to be seen in order to get the gifts that they bring. And a lot of us overlook projectors. Uh, yeah, they have to be invited, really. They have to be invited yeah. in to share their gifts. And that can be very frustrating for a projector because they have a special insight into others. They can really see what people are all about. They can see their blocks. They can kind of see the path they should take. And they want to give all that good insight. But as we know, most of us really don't want <laughs> to be told, um, you know, what our shortcomings are, how we can improve. And they uh, tend to want be so excited about what they know that they want to jump in and give that information, which can actually repel people, can it? Totally. There's nothing like a projector who's not invited. It's, it's, uh, it's not pretty, let's just say. It's not pretty. And all those gifts, you know, go to waste. And they end up bitter and frustrated and, and can't understand why. They, they can't just speak like everybody else can speak and be heard and do things other people can do. And they're left often feeling like something's wrong with them. When in fact... Exactly. It's not what's wrong with them. It's that they're not seen and recognized and called out to bring forth what they have to bring. Mm. Yeah, probably the biggest shoulder drop and relaxation you see on a Zoom reading is from a projector when they realize that they're not broken, that this is really their gifts, their special talents, and, you know, all they have to do is just wait for the right timing and the invitation to give them. And that, that's like a huge weight off their shoulders. Yeah, and a challenge, right? 
Mm. a whole reorientation, a whole reorientation to how they walk in the world. And finally, we have our reflectors, which is only 1% of the population. Tell us about them. The reflectors, they're they're another creature altogether. All their centers are open. They live in a fluid movement almost. They're, They're responding to everybody around them in a very fluid way to what's happening in the planet. They're... I think of them as at one, in, in a kind of a oneness state with the world. They're here to really reflect the, the health or well-being or lack of health and well-being of the community they're in. They're, they're extraordinary, and they're, you know, they're an enigma, really. Um, mm. Some of my good friends are reflectors, and they're very deeply connected to nature, they tend to be deeply connected to nature. And, yeah, I don't know. What's your experience of reflectors? Well, I don't come across too many of them, which is expect, you know, something you'd expect. But, um, you know, their, their energy is really here to mirror back to the rest of us how we're doing. And, um, you know, I've heard the analogy of, the, um, the, the play, the reflectors are the audience. When the actors who are the generators and all the cast of characters are up there doing their thing, the reflectors let them know how they're doing through either applause or even perhaps booing. <laughs> Hopefully not. But. So, yeah, their mirror energy helps us, the rest of us know how we're doing. Yeah. They're... Um, they're, they're Insight is extraordinary in my experience. Yeah. They, they're taking in everything and processing everything. Yeah. So the learning question for me is, now we all know you, you get a human design chart, and that's something that you can access. There are a number of free websites uh, that you can get someone's human design chart on. You have to know their date of birth, their place of birth, their time of birth. And it needs to be fairly accurate. The time is important. Uh, It can make a difference in the chart. But what if you can't run the chart uh, to get the information about which energy type they are? Is there a way you can sort of infer that based on your dealings with a client? How do you recognize your client's type and how to treat them? Yeah. So... There's a couple of things here, and it's a bit tricky. You know, sometimes you can see, like, you can see kids, newborns. Sometimes you can just tell, like, a manifesting generator or manifestor, their energy is, like, big and out. And sometimes you can see a projector's energy is just down and in. So you can get a sense of the quality of people with a caveat with your clients that, you know, that we – we have a lot of adaptive behaviors and we have, we talked about those shoulds of who we think we should be so people can act other than who they are. So it's a bit, a bit of a tricky thing. If you, um, there, there are ways to, if you don't have someone's birth time. So here's where, here's where I go with this. When I work with a coaching client, I require their human design chart. That 
that's one of my requirements. Mm-hmm. Um, people, people know that if they don't have their birth time, I will run their chart throughout the day to see what what the different types show up and ask questions to see if we can get closer to their, you know, what might be their type. Mm-hmm. It's... It's a quality of being, though, if, as you start to, I don't know, maybe, you know, I'd love to hear your experience with this. You can kind of feel who, who are the projectors, who are the manifestors. You can feel by how they respond to things, um, by how well they're heard in a group. Um, I don't know, what's your thought with that? Yeah, I mean, you, there are certain characteristics that you can sort of tell, um, Certainly the manifesting generators are the speedy ones. Um, you know, the manifestors are, you know, they've always got a lot of new ideas. Uh, they tend to not necessarily be interested in finishing things. They like to start something new all the time. That's often a clue. Um, the generators are like, to me, they're like the energizer bunnies. Um, they just work, work, work. And yes, you described, um, you know, the workaholic. A, certainly a generator is, uh, could be recognized as a workaholic. So, yeah, they're definitely I'm probably less able to um, recognize a reflector because I just haven't come across as many of them because there are so few of them. But the other four types, there are characteristics that will give you a clue, um, although we should never pigeonhole anyone, um, but we can use it to, to better understand um, how to interact with them. And I can always tell a manifesting generator because of their speed, because I live with one and I'm familiar with that. Um, mm-hmm. So that's probably the easiest one. That and the manifestors are the easiest ones for me to pick out. But um, I, too, like to get the information and run the chart. It's so much more helpful when you have the whole picture. But for somebody who's not um, a, a human design practitioner, there are still ways to use this information to understand how people want to be um, recognized and interacted with. And when there is frustration or anger or anything like that, you can kind of see better where it's coming from, and it helps you understand it a little better. Again, the more we can differentiate, the more we can appreciate who people are and how they operate, the more we can support them. Right, exactly. And there are, if you do run the chart, which again, there are a number of uh, free sites where you can do that, and I will list some in the notes for this show so you'll be able to see those um, places where you can go and get a free human design chart. Um, there's other factors that we talk about in terms of um, human design that are very readily available on the chart. You don't have to understand um, you know, the, the entire chart or be a practitioner to, um, to help. And they are strategy, which Robin, you mentioned. And the other important one, uh, or two really, are the authority and the profiles. Uh, when you know those things, you can help people quite a bit, especially in the area of decision-making, when you know their authority. Um, and we're going to have to take another quick break here. But when we get back, let's talk a little bit about authority and how we can help our clients when we know that. We'll be right back.
calling all authors. Have you been considering an audiobook? Well, look no further. Come take advantage of Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's unique in-house audiobook production, which includes benefits and bonuses from our radio station. Let our knowledgeable staff guide you to create the audiobook you've always dreamed of without breaking the bank. Check out our full one-stop service from A to Z, including the ACX process. Schedule a free consultation by calling 508-226-1723. That's 508-226-1723. Or go to dreamvision7radio.com. Are you ready to consistently be in the flow of success? Build an abundant business, easily find your right clients, and feel good inviting them into your community to do business with you? If your answer is yes, then you want to listen to Business Success with Human Design with Nancy O'Keefe on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Business Success with Human Design is a podcast designed to help you peel back the layers of who you've been taught to be and how you've been told to do business, moving you from overwhelm to a business model that aligns with your authentic self and feels right for you. Come and explore Human Design for Business with Nancy. Omega Institute, offering workshops, retreats, and online learning dedicated to awakening the best in the human spirit. For over 40 years, Omega has seen more than 1 million people come through its doors to grow, learn, and find a greater sense of purpose. Located in Rhinebeck, New York, just 90 miles north of New York City, Omega's natural environment and quiet pace allow for extraordinary experiences to unfold. Learn more at eomega.org or call 800-944-1001. Are you searching for a way to help create global change? Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's vision is to have an eclectic group of radio hosts dedicated to educating, enlightening, and helping humankind with positive messages and tools that enhance lives using different modalities and programs. If you would like to join our team and help illuminate the universe, call Deborah at 508-226-1723 or Deborah at DreamVision7Radio.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. All right. Welcome back. You're listening to Business Success with Human Design. I'm Nancy O'Keefe, your host, and we're having a conversation with Robin Wynn about clients and how we use human design to help our clients. So we talked about type, Robin. We talked a little bit about strategy. Um, I don't know if we covered all the strategies. I think we covered most of them. Um, But we didn't talk about authority. And I think this is a key element because it's all about how we make decisions. So tell us what authority is and why it's important. Yeah, authority is our decision-making process. So, for example, if someone has emotional authority, they need to take their time to make decisions. We're, we're taught to make decisions quickly, right? I've got emotional authority. When I learned that I, about my emotional authority, it was like a huge support for me in any of my decision-making processes. I didn't have to make a decision in the moment. I could tell people, you know what, that sounds good, let me get back to you. Because I found myself always making decisions and then regretting them or some new information came in and I was, you know, stuck with the decision I had made. So Right, and 
you mentioned at the top of the show um, about there's a lot of generators out there living with a life they've created for themselves that was really a no because they made a decision in a way other than using their decision-making authority. We're all taught to do what? Critical thinking, logic, go up into our heads, to weigh the pros and cons. That's how we're taught to think. When in fact, that really isn't correct for any one of the types, is it? Right, exactly. So, well, no, going to the head is not <laughs> is not the decision-making uh, process that we talked about from human design. Really, it, as we talked about earlier in the show, it, it limits your, it, it puts you in the box rather than takes you into the present and see what's possible here. So, like 50% of us have emotional authority and we need to wait out what we call our emotional wave before we make a decision. The, another kind of authority that a lot of us, all the, many of the generators um, and manifesting generators have is what's called sacral authority. So with sacral authority, you, you are able to make a decision in the moment. You should make your decisions in the moment. That's appropriate and correct for you. You have a yes or a no, uh-huh or uh-huh, uh-uh or uh-huh, and you can respond you, knowing that if more information comes in, you can change your mind. But there's a quickness and a flexibility and a trust of your sacral motor, your energy GPS. Yeah, I want to do that. Go do it. Right? But people who have sacral authority can make decisions quickly. A and you'll know that. Authority we have. Yeah, and you'll ahead. know that because you have a defined sacral and often, um, well, it always says it on your chart too, but that yes-no decision-making uh, is immediate and it's decisive and you automatically know it's correct for you. Exactly. Exactly. Whereas if you have emotional authority, you can have a defined sacral, but you have to, so you might get a yes in the moment, but you have to wait and see, do you still have a yes? A week from now or the, tomorrow after you sleep on it? The people with right, sexual authority don't need to sleep on it. And people with emotional authority often say yes to things they really don't want to do. So they come, you know, around to the fact that, you know, why did I sign up for this or why did I say I would do this? So they end up feeling bad about it but doing it anyway or maybe even canceling or wavering or it's a difficult situation if you don't wait to make sure that that yes or no that you got from your sacral is truly going to be the yes or no you need it to be. And the third type of authority you were going to cover is? Yeah, is splenic which is you're designed to make decisions with your intuition or your inner knowing. So it's, it requires a kind of a deep listening and a, a quiet, it's, it's like you're, you're guided, you're told, you're, you're, you know, you have a knowing. And it's a moment-by-moment moment knowing that requires deep trust and a listening. Very different from that uh-huh, uh, uh-uh. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a deeper voice, you could say, or it. And the thing I want to say about why this is so important as a, a coach or a therapist or someone who's in the business field is that you don't want your 
your your clients to be making decisions in a way that isn't aligned with themselves. Right. Right? There's so many coaching programs out there like make the decision right now, today, and you get the deal. Well, that doesn't really work for emotional authority. Definitely not. It actually, it confuses them and it repels them. They can't make a decision that fast, so they don't make a decision at all. Exactly. You can lose those people. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, this is one of the things that I find in business is that, you know, our work world is a generator's world. We kind of leave out the manifester, (laughs) the projector, and the reflector. And our sales world is a manifester world, and we leave out the rest of the types. So, you know, I find that a lot of people feel very uncomfortable doing sales or being approached by a salesperson, and it's because they don't have that initiating energy. That's not their process. And when they're asked to make a quick decision, all the things we see in the world of program services, the early bird discount, um, you know, you get these 10 bonuses if you sign up by the end of this phone call, uh, those kinds of things Mm -hmm. don't work for most people. Yeah. That's so you right. can easily see and how some of our business systems are kind of broken. They don't work for everyone. Right. Well, you're, I, I love what you're saying. Like, we're taught to be manifestors <laughs> to advertise, and it doesn't work. So we, we, no. we don't do well in our sales. And we're, we get perfuffled in when we're buying because we're not being sold to in a way that we can respond in, in alignment with ourselves. Right. And sometimes our authority, our decision-making system, is asleep because we've been so deeply conditioned to do it these other ways. So it takes a little practice to get back in touch. If you have splenic authority, it takes trust. You've got to trust what you get in the way of an intuition. You have to believe it. You have to trust it. You have to allow it to be your guiding light. And, you know, if you have emotional authority, you've got to sleep on it. You've got to take that time. And you can't rush the process. And everybody's process is different, different length of time. Maybe yours is a couple of hours. Maybe mine is a week. So we need to be in a position to wake that up and understand that process so that we can use it effectively. And if you use your decision-making authority effectively, you'll make aligned choices almost every time. And, you know, there's, there's some people's authority where they have to talk and hear themselves in order to know. Mm-hmm. They need to talk, talk to out. a neutral listener. They need to find people who can listen without trying to influence them, which is another tricky thing sometimes, right? And if, if you're trying to sell a program... And you're not giving people the opportunity to ask questions or talk it out. You're going to lose them mm-hmm. too. Exactly. Yeah, it, That's why it's I love very knowing people's charts when I'm selling something yeah, to them. <laughs> it really makes a difference. And you know, the whole one-on-one conversation around sales, you know, the discovery call or whatever you might call it, is really such a good approach because it gives you the opportunity to speak to people in a way that they need to be spoken to, to listen to their concerns and to give them the time or if they don't need it, move along quickly. But you can honor everybody's decision-making authority. Exactly. 
It's very powerful, actually, on both sides to be the one making the decision or to be the one selling something and to have this information. Right. It's a game changer. It is a game changer. So these things we've been talking about, type, strategy, authority, and next we're going to touch on ever so briefly the profiles. Um, These things are written on the side of the chart when you run it. You don't even have to know anything about the lines, the boxes, the triangles in the body graph. These four pieces of information are written on the left of the chart, and it's very easy to pick them out. So if you know nothing else about human design but these three or four things, you can make a huge impact on your dealings with your clients without really needing to understand all of the nuances and the complexities of human design. So, Robin, you've written an entire book about profiles, and we only have like about two minutes to talk about them because I want people to get a sense of where they can get your books and and, uh, learn more about what you do. But briefly tell us, what do profiles tell us about the person? It's a number. There's two numbers, right? What do they tell us? I mean, we won't be able to go into all the profiles, but generally, what is a profile? They tell us our learning style, our natural learning style. So if you're an investigator, if you're a one three, you're an investigator who investigates and then the three is trial and error. You learn by trial and error. You're designed to go to to you know, see what works and what doesn't work. If you're a, a two four, you're here to hermit and you're here to use your network. So depending on what your profile is, you can plan your sales strategy your marketing strategy, um, how, you, how, you off, how you offer your business, how you work in your business. It's a huge support to understand how you're going to navigate life, basically. Right. And there are 12 profiles. Um, all of them have their own little nuances. Um, and unfortunately, we don't have time to go into all of them here, but Robin, maybe we'll have to have you back on another show to talk profiles. Oh, that would be <laughs> wonderful. But in the meantime, let's tell people where they can get your books and where they can find you. Yeah. So you can reach me at uh, Robin at clientsinhumandesign.com. That's my email. And I'm happy to send you my first book um, for as the digital copy at www.clientsandhumandesign.com forward slash free dash book. If you would like to run a chart, I'll give you my free chart, um, clientsandhumandesign.com forward slash free dash chart. I'm in the middle of uh, bringing up my website, so that should be out you could look up under Robin Wynn and you'll find that probably in the new year. And your books are out on Amazon. Yes, my books are out on Amazon. They're both in they're in digital, paperback, and in audio. Excellent. Yeah, and I, I would strongly encourage every business owner to read the one about understanding your clients using human design. The first book Robin wrote is a really great place to start. And if you'd like to get a reading, because it really does start with you, um, I encourage you to visit my website, nancyokeefecoaching.com. Right on the front page, there's a place where you can book a time to have a human design 
reading with me and get, you know, a little bit of a level set around that. Understand your own type and all the other nuances in the 60-minute reading. And I think it will make reading the book and doing things around human design with your clients a lot more meaningful because you'll have your own ahas about your own human design. Well, Robin, thanks for... Yeah. Yeah, it is life-changing. And you will quickly become addicted as we did, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, well you, won't, you won't want to work without knowing that information with your clients. Yeah. It, just, it just turns on the light. It just brings so much clarity. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for being my guest today. As usual, we can you know, talk and talk and talk about human design, but it was great to have you on the show. And I will see everybody next time when we will... Dis- be discovering a little bit more about how we use human design in our businesses. Thank you so much, Nancy. Thank you for joining Business Success with Human Design with Nancy O'Keefe every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Join Nancy next time to discover how you can get in the ease and flow of life and out of business overwhelm with human design. Business owners spend a lot of energy conforming to the rules of business. Nancy shows us how to pursue your business based on who you were born to be and how you were born to serve for the ultimate success. To connect with Nancy O'Keefe, go to nancyokeefecoaching.com. That's nancyokeefecoaching.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.